You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast sponsored by Go Proposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is Go Proposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardized pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using it already, I highly recommend you check it out. Just head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial. Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeepers Podcast. Hello, I'm back. I'm back with Leander Dado from Celtic Bookkeeping and Accounts. Now Leander uh, was tuned in to a conversation that we had in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club last week about making tax digital, pricing making tax digital, what the workflow was, was going to look like. And Leander reached out and said, would it be helpful for us to see what's actually happening for her from a practical point of view in her practice? And Leander's very kindly offered to run a session today to talk to you about that and also to take any questions. So if you are, I can see Claire's here. Hi, everyone who's joining live. Um, if you want to ask Leander any questions, I know she's um, open to taking them for you. Um, so I'm just going to hand over to you, Leander. How are you? Are you OK? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, just in the office working through trying to get VAT returns finalised. Um, oh, and we're nice. just about to do our, we're about to launch our marketing campaign for Making Tax Digital. Exciting. You are the perfect person to talk about this then. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hand over to you, Leander. I'm here in the background um, and uh, I can see people saying so many sessions today. This was just, it was just coincidence. We're like, let's see if we can do this as soon as possible because people will need to talk about it. So I'll hand over to you. Thanks, Leander. And I'll catch up with you later. Thanks, Zoe. Speak to you in a bit. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming along and joining. Um, hopefully today we'll give you some insight into Making Tax Digital and how it's worked within the firm. I know there's lots of questions getting run around. Lots of clients don't know about it. HMRC aren't proactively um, marketing about it. So obviously it makes a, it makes it come down to us. Um, now we'll have some clients who already will, have some clients who already be under the making tax digital systems that you've got set up in place that you'll be doing it and you won't even realize um, that might just need refining. But there might be other clients out there who are not clients of yours. And this is a massive marketing opportunity that we've got to go on and actually get some we're kind of looking at it as monthly recurring revenue for small amount of work that we can implement but going forward um, it should become a massive part of what we're doing um, so if we can uh, if we go back to how we started with our existing clients and then what we plan to do with our clients going forward um, so all of our existing clients now have to use decks and within our practice we used um Dext and zero, we're 100% zero practice. So when I mentioned the softwares that we're using, obviously there's other opportunities for you out there to use the other softwares that are available to you. But to make the chat easier on me, it's focused on us using the software that we use. So we use Dext. Every single client uses Dext within our practice, whether they want to or not. Yes, we do still have some clients who send us a bag of receipts every two weeks um, or clients who literally just take a picture of the receipts and upload it and then still drop the, the envelope of receipts off and then we have to hand them back to them. Um, so every client, every client will use Dext um, and then what will happen to them is they'll upload the receipts to there. Um, if you haven't used Dext, you can obviously use auto entry. If you're using Zero, you can use HubDoc. 
there is also some other softwares being launched. I know Zenin Connect, I don't know if anybody's using it. I don't know if that does the receipt re reading. QuickBooks has its own inbuilt reader as well. How effective all these softwares are, I don't know. So we've been telling for the last two years, all of our clients that they're gonna be moving on to loading the receipts as they go along and not, um, and not using it as um, a year end process where they drop them off. So clients have been uploading the receipts as they go along building them up in decks and we've been using that time and that experience to build a process that we can move forward. Jodie, I can see your question regarding Dext over HubDoc. For me, it's pure functionality. I've trialed HubDoc, I've trialed auto entry over the years um, and I just find that Dext is more in intuitive. When you get it set up correctly, um, you can teach it to do more of the work that you require. So using your auto rules, et cetera, you can have a bank feed. So that's part of the reason that we're using Dex for these clients is they can set up a bank feed within Dex before we even transfer anything over to zero. So it's easier to see what's missing. Um, yeah, I understand it is a lot more costly, um, but for us, what we can do regarding the cost and the ability that it gives us um, far outweighs any of the other softwares, but I, I am Dex through and through. So, um, yeah, if, if anybody else is using um, any of the other softwares and, and has positive comments that they can share as to what they're better than Dex for, then please do go ahead and share them. Um, HubDoc is free and it does work. And then actual fact for making tax digital clients, it may work fine because there isn't the deadlines in place that you need um, when you're chasing VAT receipts and things like that for VAT returns. You've got, you've got the ability to let the receipts come through as and when and you can check when you're going to do them but the process that we've got in place is that all clients are set up on decks um, and we charge clients for that all of our clients on making tax digital um, will be charged 12 pounds a month for decks if they don't want to use it then unfortunately we won't take them on board um, and that might seem a bit harsh but we're at a stage in the process where in actual fact when we're taking these clients on we're taking them on because we want to work with them and they're willing to use our systems um, and we're not going to step back as everybody would know previously I'll take on anybody and everybody and just do what I had to do just keep that hamster wheel turning 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 um, whereas now fast forward a few years and I'm in a position where I can actually just turn around and say no these are our systems this is what we've got in place if you don't want to work with it there's plenty of other bookkeepers and accountants out there who will help you um, so that's that, that is our, our tech stack it all starts with Dext. It all starts about getting your client and literally, and the, we, the way we sell it to our clients is we will give you an app on your telephone that you literally have to take a picture of your receipts with. So I have a gentleman in his 60s who goes out and does some grass cutting, does some flower beds um, and things. Um, and he, he literally just takes a picture of all his receipts. He still keeps a paper copy but he takes a picture of all his receipts and he doesn't have online banking, but he sends through his monthly bank statement every month. When it's received in the post, he just takes a picture of it. Anybody who uses Dex will know that you can also do the extraction of bank statements in there. So we can push that straight through to the bank side of Dex and it's ready to go. So all of our clients are bringing in, are, are using the app. We're having monthly bank statements, the same as you're doing with your larger clients who you're working on for VAT returns and things, or you're doing monthly management accounts. It's the same process, just simplified a little bit. And obviously the costing um, element is a big thing for us. It's where do we go? A lot of people are worried about saying, oh, well, they're not going to pay. They're not going to pay £100, not going to pay £150. They possibly won't. It depends on the client. For us, we're, we're aiming at being at £50, including that, to begin with. Now, 
We don't know exactly what information we're going to have to submit to HMRC every three months. So at the minute, we're saying, let us get you making tax digitally ready. Let's get you set up with an app where you take a picture of all your receipts and your sales invoices, um, up to 25 transactions per month, sales and purchases. You will fall into our starter making tax digital option. Anything over that, we are switching straight over to go proposal line price it, line items. Um, so that basically what happens is uh, that we come in at, Jodie, no, £50 including DEX. Because at 25 transactions, um, and zero we'll get to in a second. Um, so I'll break down that pricing in a little minute if I just take a step back. So we're, um, they're saying they're not going to pay it. Nobody knows what we're going to have to do. And those clients that you're doing your year end for work for, now you've got that opportunity to start saying to them, right, okay, I want you to be doing this quarterly. I want you to be uploading your receipts. Or if you're not using Dex and using HubDoc, getting them to load into HubDoc or doing what we do and literally having receipts sent to you and you scan them into the system. Okay, we don't want to be doing that. Ideally, we want the client to do it, but some clients will never change. So we start off with just getting them onto Dex. And that's what we've done over the last two years is we've been getting all of our clients to use Dext. Initially, we didn't start charging them because we wanted to get them into the habit of using it and we weren't good at charging for everything. Now, every client is set up and they are paying for Dext every single month um, going forward. And there will be no option. If the client wants us to do a self-assessment, they will have to pay to use Dext. Um, when they load their um, invoices into DEX, they can send their, their bank statement. So they can either take a picture and put it into their DEX cost and then we can transfer it over to the bank and have it read. Or you can, I can't see who's asking the question because it's coming out of Facebook users. So you haven't let StreamYard um, know your name. Um, you can actually set up a bank feed within DEX where yes, it will automatically pull out the transactions from the bank account and they're in there. And what it also does then is it actually, you can click on a button, it'll produce a report of what's missing. So you can send that straight out to the client. And we're, we're requesting those documents from our clients quarterly rather than at the end of the year getting the bank statements and finding what's missing. So currently what we're working on is we're working on decks to load the receipts and then for processing, we're actually sticking to zero. Now within zero, you've got different options. You've obviously got your zero cash books, your zero ledger, uh, your zero VAT cash books and your zero ledger. Um, now your zero cash books have limitations in regards to the number of invoices and bills you can put through each month. So we do find them quite restrictive. And the fact that they come out at nine pounds a month plus that, I think it is, I did have a written down, but I, I haven't got it in front of me. Um, so what I've done is with that, I have, um, we've decided that what we would do is, because most of those clients aren't going to be using it for invoicing, for making tax digital, then we will put it through on a zero ledger, a zero bureau subscription. So that basically gives us the full functionality of zero, but the client doesn't have access. Um, and that's the main thing. Um, I know that Nicola's saying that she's going to be using coconut and that's actually got receipt capture. So works, I imagine, very similar in the way to QuickBooks does where you've got the email address that you can put them in. And there's no right or wrong software to use. We've all got our own um, different ones. And it's about finding that price bracket that's going to work for you um, and that price will change. At the minute, we're just starting with making tax digital. So our price is broken down to allow, and we are estimating we're allowing approximately an hour a month of processing. I don't envisage any of our 
making touch digital clients that we've got at the minute don't take us an hour to process each month's worth of transactions. Um, and as soon as they get to 25 transactions, they're going to switch over. And I think it's about finding that level within your pricing that suits for you as well as to what stage you want to take it up to before you switch it over onto Liner. If you're using Go, like for us, it's Go Proposal. So as soon as they get above 25 purchase invoices or 25 sales invoices a month, they're then switched over to line items and we'll price them the same as we do every other client. But it's a good way. It's a good way to get them on board. So it's a bit of a, let us help you get set up for making tax digital. And then we can build on those services going out. You'd be surprised at how many people come in and don't know about making tax digital. I've seen quite a few members of the groups over the last day or two putting on their personal Facebook pages, do any of their friends know about Making Tax Digital? Do any of them know what they've got to do? Are you self-employed? If every single one of us that's watching or that's in this group went out and posted that page, apart from each other seeing it, probably not many people would see the same post from two people. Um, so I would, be, I would be going out there and shouting about it at the minute. Just find out who's got it. Who knows, who knows what Making Tax Digital is? Okay, if you've got sole traders and that you're working with who have a separate accountant who you're doing the bookkeeping for, you need to be having that conversation. Who's going to be doing those returns um, going forward so that you've got that all in place? And start thinking about that now so that moving forward, it doesn't get to 2024 and clients don't know about it. The accountant hasn't, hasn't contacted you to see who's doing what. The client just thinks it's in hand and then there becomes a delay. HMRC, like Nicola said, and I've said already, are not actively promoting making tax digital. That comes down to us. And as a bookkeeper and as an accounting professional, um, we are working um, in the day-to-day -day with the businesses. So it's up to us to go out there and say, look, we, we know this is going to happen. We can help you. We can do it from as little as, and I actually think as little as £50 a month, is, there's clients, most clients will pay £50 a month. OK, my little gardener bloke who comes and cuts my grass for £20 and then services cuts my plants for another £10 will pay £50 a month. OK, if they're doing a higher level, then you need to price them transactionally. It's not this is a, we need. To, this is a service where you need to be very careful that you're not actually leaving the money on the table. because as soon as they get to that certain level, they are going to need to go into transactional pricing. So once the back statements are within indexed and the receipts are within indexed, you've got two options. You can use another software or you can use a spreadsheet. So with index, you've got the opportunity actually to export the receipts. Um, you've got this to export the receipts and export the bank transactions so you can reconcile it manually. The exact spreadsheet layout for what HMRC want, we do not know yet. Um, and Facebook user, yeah, I would I tell all my clients the price is not fixed. If this is what the price is now. We will be reviewing it. And in actual fact, we do still going to, we'll be checking the transaction volumes for all of those signed up to making tax digital. Um, they would still be checked every quarter to make sure they're not going over. Because if they're going over, um, and we haven't quite decided how we're going to treat this, it might be the first time they go over, we leave it as it is. If they go over a second quarter running, then at that point, they need to change over. Because it might just be they've had a busy month. But by being there, day to day and being able to check in on what the business is doing. We're gonna become more valuable to those people. And I think that's is where we need to go out and go, we know what we're doing. Um, Susie, so 50 pounds a month is what we are doing at the minute for all your receipts. 
match to your bank statements and a self-assessment with one type of income. That's your sole, that's your self-employment income. If we have clients that have self-employment income, accommodation, etc., then we're charging more. And I'll go into that a little bit further down the call. That's all right. Um, so you've now got your spreadsheet or you've got it into zero and it's all there. Client comes to you and goes, I'm really busy. And what I want to do is I want them to, I want to do my own invoices and zero. Well, the zero subscription we're signing them up to doesn't allow for that. That's fine. But we will, what we'll do is we will then um, say that that's fine, but your, your subscription is going to change because we're giving you a different type of zero. You're going to have access to it. You can do your sales invoices. That's an additional service within the software. So you, you will have to pay for that. Um, Facebook user, yes, if we are constantly having to chase for information, we will be charging them more. What we're doing is, tr is getting people on board at the minute in regards to this. We're about to do a marketing campaign to get non-clients into it um, on board, onboarding with us in regards to making tax digital. Um, I think you have to treat the pricing as you do with every other client. Um, initially price it as this is what it's going to be. You're going to send up all your receipts. If after the first quarter or the, you're checking in at the end of the first month and you see the receipts are missing, you're having to chase them. Tell your clients that you're reviewing it every quarter and have the same conversations that we do with any other client. You're not sending me the paperwork, so therefore we're going to have to charge you more for the amount of times we're chasing it. So you either take a picture and load it or email it, whichever system you're using, or it's going to cost you more. The ones that are price sensitive will go away and find somebody to do it cheaper. Most of the time, the ones they find to do it cheaper aren't doing it effectively, are possibly not doing it to the best of their ability, and sometimes aren't even registered. So, and that's just situations that we've come across this year in our own experiences. Um, making tax digital clients are no different to any other clients that we have within our practice. They still have sales, they still have purchases, they still have receipts, they still have bank statements, and they need the self-assessment submitted to HMRC. So, when it comes to rental properties, if you've got a client that's purely just a rental property, then they might have one property um, and that will push them into the making tax digital threshold. Because if the rent's over 833, 33, I think it is a month, they will be falling above that £10,000 income. So with them, they will never go above. If they have a rental statement come from an agent or they're managing it themselves, they will probably never go above that 25 transactions because they have one income coming in and possibly a couple of receipts each month and that's it. So for £50 a month, um, they're getting that and they'll have the self-assessment done at the end of the year. And what we're doing with those clients is we're getting them to also provide us with the purchase details and everything at the same time. So as we've got all that information saved within zero files for them, should they come to sell in the future, we save those documents and it's all there ready to go for the capital gains. Um, so the, the rental and the traders, um, I feel, are slightly different. Um, and then moving forward, I, I don't know what HMRC want from us, so I can't see how much we're going to charge when we know. But if our clients are paying £50 a month now, I can guarantee they won't be paying £50 a month come 2024. So because our prices go up in, in um, April of every year, our line items and growth proposal go up by a small percentage anyway. So we prices will go up. Um, but if you have the conversation with your clients that you are reviewing their transactions and you're reviewing quarterly and you have a phone call with your client, just pick up the telephone to them and say, okay, right, that's fine. You've done this for this quarter. We're missing that receipt. 
um, just wanted to let you know that we anticipate your tax liability could be X, Y, and Z. If we add in those little things as we move forward, then it will add the value and then going, they will see what they're getting from us because they'll know what the tax liability is going to be. So they're not going to find out on the 31st of January or later on after that. They can actually budget for that through the year. This is, this is heading towards us paying tax quarterly if you're so trader to get us in line with employees who pay the tax monthly and not giving us like nine months, 12 months afterwards to pay the tax liability. Now how we're running it within the practice, alongside charging for that 50 pounds, um, what we're doing within the practice is we have a list of clients who load the receipts. And basically if somebody's finished their work, they just pick out one of those clients, they go through and do the processing. So we're not having to assign clients to specific client managers within the practice. Which is going to be a list they work through, go through, it, and they can send an email off saying, "Look, we're missing X, Y, and Z." Um, and that way, you're not you're not physically blocking out that time to deal with it. Now, if our marketing campaign goes very well and we achieve a lot of signups, then we might have to rethink that idea. But at the minute, we're kind of thinking of it as like backup jobs within the practice. So the clients will come on board, we'll sign them up, and we say that at least every quarter we're going to do your processing, um, and that should then they'll see. So the, the thing with this is, if you're loading clients into Dex, if you're loading receipts into Dex or any of the other softwares, they can see how much work we're doing. So they can see whether the receipts are just sat there or whether they're being processed and things like that. So be make sure you're honest with the client and you tell them how much work you're going to do. Don't tell them you're going to go in like every other client and do it every week or every fortnight or every month if you cannot manage that. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things is setting those client expectations because what you don't want to do is say, I'm only charging you £50, but I'm doing it every month. And you've got a busy back quarter. Month goes by, it's not done. Clients go, well, you didn't process last month's invoices. Um, because I think clients who are going to be paying these fees who possibly aren't using bookkeepers or accountants at the minute and do it themselves, or they're sole traders and they're invoicing one company every month or two companies every month, they might still be using a handwritten sales invoice. And the, for them to get their head around the fact they're paying every month, and we, we're selling it in the fact that we're saying, look, you are moving towards a period where HMRC in the future will want your tax quarterly. So at the minute, all that we know that we have to report are your income and your expenses, but they have to be accurate. So we need your bank statements to check this. And, and when this is there, that then makes your year end a lot faster. Um, when it comes to doing the year end, so within the practice from next year, we are setting a target that even self-assessments. So we are wanting to get everybody start, everybody done, self-assessment wise, within 16 weeks of, of receiving their final data. So that is ideally, we will have most people's paperwork in by the 5th of April anyway. So May, June, July, for the summer holidays, getting everybody's self-assessments done so that there isn't any of this last minute panic rush. Um, and I think with clients, I've got, Everybody has a conversation with clients. They don't get the tax return to the 31st of January. They don't know what they've got to pay. Use that as a selling opportunity as well. But we're going to help you budget. We're, we're, we're entering, as they say, a cost of living crisis. Our clients and our, our people who don't even know they're our clients, who will be our clients, um, don't know what they're going to have to pay for the tax. Use that as a selling thing. So we're about to do a campaign on... Um, Facebook. Um, we work in construction. A lot of our contacts come from Facebook, but you can do it on whatever social media you want. Um, and so what we're going to do is 
I'm going to ask each of my staff in the office um, to basically put a post on, and I've seen it from Christy. Christy posted it today. Um, basically saying, all oh, my friends, have you heard of making hats digital? So the staff don't have to do it, but I'm going to ask them anyway. So um, and we're going to put it on, I'm going to put it on my personal Facebook. Have you heard of making tax digital? This is, if you earn this or you do this, it's going to affect you. Do you know what it is? From that, we are then going to, everybody's coming in saying, no, I'm doing that, I've done that, I've done that. Yeah, it's everywhere at the minute. And that just shows how proactive, and do you know what? It's people within this group that I'm seeing doing it. I'm in another couple of groups and I'm not seeing the activity. I'm not seeing the conversations um, with it about going on about it. So we are already 10 steps in front of what a lot of other companies are doing. Massive accountancy firms are not going to be interested in making taxes at all. So that was come from a zero conversation. As I've said, for us, it's not going to make us any money. So in actual fact, we need to find bookkeepers or we'll leave it to the bookkeepers to do it. Like, well, it's not just bookkeepers that do bookkeeping. There's also accountants that do bookkeeping. So you're already 10 steps ahead of everybody else. And it's just keeping that forward momentum. So get the post out there. Do you know, all right, okay. Everybody that's on that post or comments on that post or shares it, get back in touch with them. Contact them and go, okay, you don't know what it is. I know somebody that can help you. So we're going to do a little bit of a seminar where we're going to invite them along just to come and hear what making tax digital is what's going to do and we're going to sell that service at 50 pounds a month this is so it's clear and that same advertising that's on facebook we're going to take so the place that we want to put it is in building firms so the building suppliers and etc we're going to go and take it there and we literally can put it out the same flyer pop it on the worktop <laughs> That's all right, Claire. Um, pop it on the worktop. My feed is going to be full of making tax digital posts after this after this call, isn't it? We're going to put it out there and go right. Okay, there you are. This is your this is your token. Fifty pound a month, making tax digital. Most people who go into the building firms, if they're not that registered, um, or a larger company keeping in, in control of the costs and things, it's going to affect them. We're also going to go to the letting agents in the local area and go look. Let's work together. Let's go and speak to your tenants that you're doing your monthly things for. You're going to have a list of tenants or a list of landlords who are invoicing over £800 a month that could possibly be affected by this. Do you want to do a marketing? Send out a letter for us on behalf of us? Or do you want to feature, um, we can feature on the newsletters? So I think we've just got to think outside the box. And like everybody says, collaboration over competition, work, with the people around you that are going to be working with these other companies. So for us, that's letting agents, it's building firms. Your speciality might be dog grooming, it might be medical supplies, it might be online. Put your advertising where it is. Literally, you just want, to, and I think it has to be simple. And this is, I don't want to sound derogatory in any way, but the more basic it is, the easier it will be for everybody to understand it. A post that's got 100 words in it, trying to explain what making tax digital is, they're not, for us, the builders that are in the building firm aren't going to pick it up. Literally, turnover, do you invoice more than £10,000 a year? Did you know making tax digital is coming? It affects you. 
for me, I'm ex-military. I don't know if you remember the old-fashioned um, signs where it says your country needs you. I'm going to get one of them printed with making tax digital on it and take it up the builders' yards and things like that because it will capture the attention, but literally keep it simple. So they come and ask you the question. Be aware of the time that you invest with the prospective clients. Have a process in place. So literally what we're going to have is we're going to speak to them. We're going to tell them exactly what we need, how we sign them up and try and get it all done in one meeting. So we've done it already. We've had new clients come in. Nicola, I can share some templates with you that we're building. Um, probably not today, um, but next week um, I'll have a whole selection of templates that I can share with you. And then you can add your own branding. Karenza will do that. <laughs> she's shaking her head. But yeah, no, I can share that with you because she's in the middle of doing ones for us at the minute. So we, we, we can share that with you. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to get those flyers made up. So what we did was we ran a test. The client contacted us via email. We sent them an email and said, um, right, okay, this is what we need. You can come in at, at this time, bring your previous year's receipts with you, everything you've got up to date, your identification, your bank details. Client came in. They were here for just under an hour. In that time, we run through what we would do for them what we expected them to do and how it would work going forward and, and that they would be paying by direct debit upfront. By the end of that meeting, the client had given us all of his receipts from last year because we got to catch up on the 21-22 tax year for him. We'd scanned them all and handed them back to him. He'd given us all of this year's current receipts via email that he had and he's, he planned to drop off physical ones. He had signed his letter of engagement via goal proposal. He'd signed up to his direct debit via goal proposal and we had everything to get cracking. It had taken an hour and a few minutes answering and replying to emails. We don't want to be doing an hour's discovery call, an hour's meeting, and then another hour to sign them up and go through the process and six weeks of handholding. Um, unfortunately, the value that, that is within these sales that we're going to be making, you, you don't want to be spending that time doing it. And that's where we, we have to be wary that we're not over-servicing. Um, so I think the biggest tips from what we're doing about implementing Making Tax Digital is keep it simple. Impl implement an app so that literally you are selling it as you have one email address, you have one app, you take a pictures. That's all you need to do. Even your bank statements, that's all you need to do. There will be older clients um, who will not have a smartphone. Let them, unless you're totally paper-free, let them send you the paperwork if they want to have an agreement, they send you the paperwork, you shred it, it's gone. It's on the system. There is gonna be an age, we, we have a client who is who is in similar age to me, who we've taken from being totally paper, like we're talking job orders, quotes, then invoices, also for one, one task, three bits of paper, plus all their invoices. We've taken them to being fully digital. A bit slow at creating their invoices, which creates cash flow problems, but that's another, that's another system. So, what we'd say is keep it simple. And if you're 100% digital and don't want to offer the envelope service, don't. There is clients out there who will not use a smartphone, who won't know how to use an email, but deal with what you're happy dealing with. Like for us, ScanSnap, yes, Nicola, I have my ScanSnap here. I don't use it anymore. I'm not allowed to touch it. I keep breaking it. And you'd, the girls in the background are laughing at me as I say that. Um, 
ScanSnap is, is another member of staff, literally another member of staff. If you use it correctly, it is another member of staff. We are actually telling our, some of our larger clients to get ScanSnaps because it makes our life easier. So, um, so <laughs> everybody's chatting about ScanSnaps. So don't be afraid of those clients that do want to send you paper receipts because they, in my mind, they're going through massive changes as well. And for those builders, for those people that have been in business for years and years and years and years and have always just had a bag of receipts, it might be a case of that initially it goes on that and it might be then that you're able to, able to show them the app on the phone. My father-in-law is 72. He would never, ever use Dext. There's no way he's going to the picture of his receipt. I can't even get him to let me scan his power of attorney onto my onto my account so as I've got it digitally and saved in case I need it. Um, so don't miss out on that opportunity as well. I think within your local community, there's people that you could probably support. Um, and and at this time where these massive changes are taking place and there's a lot of stress added to these, I just think of them as the older generation that possibly can't use it, but there'll be some young ones that are actually frightened of technology and they don't know what to do and they don't want to do it. Um, so they will need a bit of hand-holding and it's about tailing your service to them. But being aware not to, to over-service and not, if they're not going to work with you and they're not going to send it through every month, then you have to balance that up and only you can make the decision what's right for you. Does anybody have any questions in regards to how we're marketing it and the software that we're using before I go into what we're using for the self-assessments? There you are, says, yeah, I live with my, my father-in-law's like that too. Stacey's got a father who wouldn't use an app. <laughs> Not in the See, the girls are all saying that their dads leave their phones at home every day. So um, if nobody's got any questions, <laughs> then what I will do is I will chat about the self-assessments. So because we're using Xero, we're actually, just, rather than pay for any other software, um, Facebook user, yeah, contact your account manager for zero bureau basically it is 10 pounds a month it might be just going up slightly i seem to remember talking about um about a price increase but i can't remember where i've seen it going up so basically it gives you full functionality of zero standard but the clients can't access it and it's a, it's a lot cheaper so for us it means that we can stay a zero practice we don't need to worry about using any other software and that and for us that's right Nicola uses a couple of softwares. I know there's other people out there. Cat um, is a massive QuickBooks fan. So it's using the software that's right for you and works within you. And I think that probably comes down back to like where Philippa was talking about your values and things. You work within what works for you. For us, we're looking at being 100% zero. Don't want to change. Um, and that's why we're also going to use the um, zero tax. So we're going to use that to, to do the self-assessments. We started using it last year for self-assessments. Um, for simple ones and this year we're going to trial it for the more complex ones whereas they have a sole trader income and they have rental income um, and see how that works. Jody, let me just ask the question, I'm not sure. Ledger accounts, they can still use HubDoc, can't they? Because they say, but they can't access what's in view. I think there's a limit to how many. No, that's, that's um, Ledger. Stacey's just double checking one of our ledger one of our ledger accounts to see whether they can do it. Oh, somebody else has come back and answered. So there you are. Yes, you can use HubDoc. So I didn't see it's got the full functionality, so I don't see why you wouldn't. It just means the client can't access it. 
the bureau. Yeah. Yep, they can use they can use the bureau. They just can't access the zero. So you can send, set them up with the app on the phone or set them up with the email address, whatever works best. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to use zero for the tax returns. There is other options out there. You've got the Iris Elements, Wars Tax Filer. Um, you've got Nomissa. You've got, oh, there's not the Tax Filer. What's, there's another one that was at Accounting X. I can't remember what they're called. Um, there's lots of different options out there. But it's about bringing in the system. So the systems that you use in day-to-day -day for those bigger clients, it's about tailoring them to meet these making tax digital clients. For us, we don't want to go and add on another whole side. We did, that's it, tax count. Thanks, Claire. Thanks, Susie. Um, we didn't want to go and add on another whole different software to have to get the team used to using it to go and offer it if we could fit it within our current system. Um, and that, so that's what we've done. We've built it around the current system that we have. Um, I'm just looking through my notes to see if I've missed anything off. Just be aware that if you sign up for a zero ledger, there is limitations. It's like five sales invoices, five purchases per month. Um, so that probably won't fit for a lot of making tax digital clients. They are launching another software, how it will integrate for advisors. I don't know because I know they're aiming it right at the um, end user market. So they're aiming it at those clients that are going to be doing it themselves. Um, so when you come to making tax digital, obviously you're telling your clients about the four returns that you've got to do a quarterly return every three months. That's fine. There's also a final submission where you pull in all the figures. So it might be that they've got one software for one thing. Um, zero go. No, I haven't seen it clear. I had a conversation at zero about it last week um, when I was saying that I wish they'd stop selling software to end users cheaper than they're selling it to us. And maybe that when they sell the software, what they should do is they should send a list of recommendation cert zero certified advisors within a five mile radius that we could um, that they could contact to get it set up correctly because then that way they're actually promoting bookkeepers and accountants rather than fighting against us but keep an eye on that space because uh, there was two conversations had about that last week so hopefully that'll be something that zero might look into in the future um we've totally lost my train of thought i'm useless at these calls at times um, can anybody, I think that's it I think I've done it I think I've gone through everything yeah keep your software do what's right for you not what everybody else is doing if you want to keep it in the same and I think when you do your processes the, the process is the same it just doesn't happen as often thank you Kirsty. Um, it doesn't happen as often so don't don't get overwhelmed with it if you've got a question like there was the other day I seen the question come up and was like look we're already talking about it. I went to that zero lunch last week, week four, um, and not one of the accountants in that room were ready for making tax digital. They didn't know what they were going to do. So the fact that we're having conversations within this group just shows how much further ahead we are. If you've got any questions after this, or you want, you've, you've all got me. You can find me on you can find me on LinkedIn, just under Leander Dado. You can find me on Facebook under Leander Dado or Celtic Bookkeeping and Accountancy. Um, just give me a shout if you've got any questions. Uh, templates and things that we're using. Um, I'll speak to Joe and Zoe about how I get a couple of files up into the group um, that we can share with you. Uh, Jane, you can watch it. It'll be in the group. I think Zoe's put it out on YouTube as well. So it's out there. You can listen to my voice as much as you want. Um, if you need anything else, then like I said, just drop me a message. Um, 
so I think I'm going to wrap it up now. Um, if anybody's got any more questions or anything, then just give me a shout. If you listen to it and you go, well, what does that actually mean? And you don't understand fully what I've said. I said, just ask me for, for further information. I'll clarify what I can. Good luck. Thank you so much. Everyone's saying that what a great session it was. I've listened and it's been really useful and helpful. So thank you so much. And um, yeah, we'll catch up with you later. We'll see yeah. you in the Success Lounge. Thanks, Leander. Yes. Thanks, Zoe. Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeepers podcast. For topical bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook community, Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.